The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Harry Potter Theory YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. Today, we're going to be discussing Albus Dumbledore and the curse with which he was afflicted. Albus Dumbledore was the most powerful wizard of his era, and the sudden tragic news of his death sent shockwaves throughout Britain. But while many mourned, others rejoiced. With Dumbledore out of the picture, Voldemort and his Death Eaters had removed the single, largest obstacle in their rise to power. And even though Severus Snape might have cast the final spell that killed the much-beloved headmaster of Hogwarts, it was Lord Voldemort's curse that truly murdered him. So you might be curious, what exactly did Voldemort do to Marvolo Gaunt's ring in order to have such a lethal effect? We'll uncover that mystery and more in today's video, Marvolo Gaunt's Ring. As we've already mentioned, there was much more to Dumbledore's death than the final curse that Severus Snape cast during the Battle of the Astronomy Tower. Months before that conflict, Albus Dumbledore had tracked down one of Voldemort's Horcruxes, a small ring crowned with a strange, dark stone. The ring wasn't just another personal item of Tom Riddle's, like the diary that Harry destroyed in the Chamber of Secrets. No, this ring actually contained one of the Deathly Hallows. The dark stone that rested within was none other than the Resurrection Stone, an ancient magical relic that had the power to summon spirits back from the dead. When Voldemort had stolen the ring from his uncle, Morfin Gaunt, he presumed it was just an heirloom passed from generation to generation within the Gaunt household. And even though Voldemort was technically part of the Gaunt family, he had been born out of wedlock and to a muggle father, no less. His theft of the ring, despite whatever complex emotions urged him, wasn't motivated by a desire for the Resurrection Stone. But even if Voldemort knew that the ring contained such a powerful hallow, he might not have changed his decision. Because in the end, it was the allure of the Resurrection Stone that prompted Dumbledore to slide the ring onto his finger and receive Voldemort's lethal curse. When Albus saw the distinct markings on the stone, he realized that it was one of the three Deathly Hallows, and although possessing the Elder Wand might have been nice, Dumbledore would have traded all of that power for one last chance to see his sister, Ariana, again. And in that brief moment, when his eyes first met the stone, Albus completely forgot the dark charms with which Voldemort had cursed his Horcruxes. Effects on Dumbledore in the end, the price for Dumbledore's momentary lapse in judgement was death. Voldemort had placed a complex curse on Marvolo Gaunt's ring, one that would kill any wizard who dare try it on. Had Dumbledore been a lesser wizard, the curse would have stopped his heart on the spot. But with the help of Severus Snape, the curse was confined to a single hand, granting the headmaster a year or so to live, until death would finally take him. When you look at the immediate aftermath of the curse, you might have thought it was a slow-acting killing charm. Many readers have misunderstood the effects of the curse, and believe that it took far longer to murder its victims than it actually did. But as we've already explained, Albus's situation was unique, and it took every ounce of Professor Snape's experience to halt the progression of the curse, and even that would only last for a few months. How exactly was the spell made? By now, you might be wondering, how exactly did Voldemort create such a horrifying curse? 
Well, the answer to that question is pretty complex. Although JK Rowling has given us hundreds of spells and charms, and a long list of spellcrafters to go along with them, she never actually explains how they're created. In fact, spellcraft is one of the most mysterious parts of Harry Potter lore. If we compare it to another magical discipline, like concocting potions, making spells is the most advanced discipline that a wizard can aspire to. With a simple search through one of the books on Professor Slughorn's wall, you can find a full list of ingredients and a step-by-step -step procedure for any number of potions. But spellcraft was different. The dangers of new spells. Actually, one of the only things we know about creating new spells is just how dangerous it was. All we have to do is look at the tale of poor Luna Lovegood's mother, Pandora Lovegood, to see how true this was. While Luna was still a young girl, Pandora tried her hand at creating a new spell. We'll never know what Luna's mother was trying to achieve with the new charm, as no written records of the spell's origins survived. But at some point, while trying to bring her magical goal to life, the spell backfired. In a horrible storm of magic, Pandora's body was mutilated, and she died on the spot, leaving Luna motherless in the process. What we do know. Although JK Rowling hasn't written much about the creation of spells and curses, we can make a few general assumptions based on Harry Potter's classes at Hogwarts throughout the years. In general, beginner students needed three or four basic components to effectively pull off a spell. Drawing a pattern with their wand, reciting an incantation, their own innate magical abilities, and perhaps other body movements, like whipping the wand with their arm at the final moment. But these requirements were strictly for beginners. The more powerful the wizard, the fewer external tools they required. Albus Dumbledore and Lord Voldemort, in particular, were highly skilled at non-verbal and wandless magic. With only his incredible skill and magical abilities, Voldemort likely was able to create the curse on Mavologaunt's ring without harming himself, unlike other witches and wizards, like Pandora Lovegood. Although curses were capable of lying dormant in physical objects and attacking their victims upon physical contact, it's interesting to note that Voldemort didn't seem to use a version of the killing curse on the ring. Instead, he opted for a different, custom curse that ultimately resulted in murder. What did other unique curses look like? To be honest, Voldemort's method for creating the curse on Mavologaunt's ring might be a little too esoteric to be satisfying. Unlike the swelling solution, which was a potion with straightforward ingredients like dried nettles and puffer fish eyes, Voldemort's dark magic probably involved a lot more intangibles. But at least, we can look at other custom curses that arose during the 20th century to see what Cursecraft could create. At one point in the 90s, a dark wizard placed a curse on a CD case. If you so much as placed a single finger on the square, plastic container, you would burst out in a fit of laughter. But it wasn't simply a pleasant chuckle, the laughing would continue forever. Another cursed relic, an opal necklace from Borgen and Burke, came to notoriety in the 90s as well. The curse placed upon it caused its victim to levitate into the air and die in horrific fashion. Even those that didn't wear the necklace and merely touched it with their bare skin could be killed. Voldemort himself was responsible for countless curses throughout the century. It was reported that he had cast a curse upon the Office of Defense Against the Dark Arts at Hogwarts. So long as Voldemort lived, whoever taught the subject at Hogwarts was destined to die or lose his place 
after only a year of work. How could the curse be broken? Now, if you ever became the victim of curse, the first thought on your mind might be, how do I cure it? Thankfully, plenty of curses have easy to find remedies, and even the most extreme curses could be undone if the creator was killed. But in Dumbledore's case, the curse upon Marvel of Gaunt's ring was particularly vile. Even after Severus Snape spent weeks studying it, the wizards failed to find a cure. The best they could hope to do was slow the curse's spread. However, since the curse was designed to protect one of Voldemort's Horcruxes, Dumbledore was able to get some good from the situation. Using the sword of Godric Gryffindor, which was armed with the venom of the Chamber of Secrets Basilisk, the headmaster hacked at the ring, destroying the Horcrux in the process. Conclusion When we look back at the curse of Marvolo Gaunt's ring for a final time, we'll find all the familiar cruelty that made Voldemort such a successful dark wizard. The curse had a simple purpose. It was designed to take the life of whoever wore its anchor. And the anchor itself wasn't just a valuable treasure trove or a secret text, it was a horcrux, an act of dark magic that was even too vile for some of the most famous dark wizards in history. But in the end, Voldemort's magic proved to be too strong for even the combined strength of Dumbledore and Snape to overcome. With his death looming on the horizon, Dumbledore decided to find some use for his death and asked Snape to kill him and draw himself closer to Voldemort. And that's it for this video. What do you guys think? Could Dumbledore have survived if he had held on until Voldemort was dead? Do you know what this curse is? Leave a comment down below. If you enjoy the videos, please show your support by hitting the like button and subscribing to the channel. Until next time, remember, it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live.